Blog Talk Radio.
Yeah. His music that he allows us to use on Smile 3E. So as we welcome Smile 3E in on this October the 16th, 2023, which is my birthday, I um, wanted to show off some of my gifts, but I would just put it on Facebook. But for right now, I'm just going to give you all a quick, quick, quick story about tonight. First of all, I want to repent and ask God to forgive me of every sin and ask God to save me all over again. Not that I've done anything wrong, but he said to repent daily. Just like we breathe daily, I want to make sure I cover myself. So I repent and I pray to God that you have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, a heart to receive and a mind to meditate on what God is saying on tonight. So tonight is going to be about my living testimony. I was sitting and talking with God tonight, and I said, God, there's two great stories that should be told in a person's lifetime. One is the story about you, which you can find in your Bible. The second great love story that should be told is about the one you tell about yourself. And others could testify, be a witness about how God has turned your life around. I was saying earlier, um, blog talk on Facebook, that uh, testimonies is like a love story. It's like a love story that keeps adding chapters to your love story that you're telling because you're telling about the love of the Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. You're telling about the love of God that has done things for you. I was saying that I was going to tell you about my new chapter, and I was saying to Facebook that one day I'll sit down and give each chapter a a title, and then God dropped in my spirit. I, I have the title for my chapter already. I'm now living in my volume six. You have different volumes in your life. So I'm in chapter 63 of my volume six. I've lived chapter uh, volume one, volume two, volume three, four, and volume five. Now I'm living in my volume six. Mm-hmm. So I had put on Facebook earlier that for the last 17-plus years, doctors have been telling me I was not going to live to see my next birthday. They said, to be perfectly honest, you may not even make it throughout the week. And I said, oh, hmm. that's what you say. So I looked up to God and I said, God, what do you say? Since I was a kid, I've been told I'm not going to make it. Scarlet fever, um, rough little girl. I was a rough little girl. I loved playing rough. You know, I I didn't like playing with dolls and uh, not unless I was put in a situation I had to play with the girls. 
I didn't like playing with easy bake ovens now unless it was time to bake the cake and you ate it. <laughs> Let's be honest. But I love playing baseball and football and running track and doing stuff like that, flipping and uh, just doing, you know, they, they call it boy stuff. It wasn't boy stuff. It was just rough play. But don't get me wrong. I always loved being a girl. And I used to hear guys say they were a connoisseur on women. I wanted to know about what was a connoisseur on men, so I wanted to learn what make men tick. You know, as a woman, what can I say or hear that would teach me how not to get on his rough side or other side? Y'all know what I'm saying without saying it. Anyway, as I grew up, I found out that it was okay to play sports and play it and, how they say, act like a girl. But I I have never really found out exactly what they mean, like act like a girl. See, you could be living in a house where your father or your mother or your parents have, how they say, prestigious um, atmosphere. You're supposed to sit a certain way and talk a certain way and, when you make gestures, you make gestures a certain way, and you come from a certain side of town and a certain side of the track, and you're supposed to talk very intelligent. You see, there's another side of the track you need to come, you know, come from, and you have to realize and understand where you at. You know, um, it's okay to have someone that's a little rough. Mm -hmm. We were taught, well, we heard them teach growing up that boys aren't supposed to fight girls. But see, in our family, we found out that the boys in our family called it hard because it was, for every boy, it was six, seven or more girls for every boy. So... If he couldn't fight girls growing up, he was in trouble because we was coming at him. And when we found out a boy wouldn't fight a girl, we used him as a target practice. I'm just, you know, it's not like I'm going off on a little something, but I'm just talking about something because I'm going to make a point in a minute. Y'all going to understand what I'm saying. I'm going to make a point in a minute. Growing up, where we grew up at, on the west side of Chicago. Now, don't get me wrong. Let me go back. When uh, I was born, we stayed at 6618 South Green Street. I was born in Inglewood, me and my siblings. We stayed on Green Street. Could y'all imagine that? I was born on the south side of Chicago, Englewood. But then my family, my parents packed us up and moved us out west. We was around 19, if that old. We was raised up on the west side of Chicago, um, between Central Park, 
second home and just say 3500 West on Walnut. Um, you can the Golden Dome, Garfield Park on the west side, or if I say Western House, Missy Flowers, but you know what I'm talking about that. Yeah, we grew up over there. And it was a neighborhood where when we first went there, there was some whites in the neighborhood, but eventually they moved out. So we grew up where um, life was a little different, but then we still was going out stop all the time, visiting family, hanging out with family. Uh, we was able to go to Moments, Illinois, and um, enjoy uh, places that my family was associated with and a uh, little land that my parents had down, down over there. We was able to um, go to Argo, Illinois, hang out with my cousins, the Wilkerson's. Um, we got the chance to do a lot. So we found out no matter where we went, people still act a certain way. One way in front of the parents, another way when it's just the kids. Now, I'm saying all that to say this. As I was growing up, I was taught to respect my elders. I was taught to respect and honor my elders. I was taught to respect and honor my parents. And one thing I do know is that my parents was not going to not let us go without. I didn't say give us everything we needed. I didn't say what you think I just said. They gave us everything they knew what we needed. I didn't say they gave us everything what we needed. You know, we said, well, I need this. I need that, which really was I wanted this. I wanted that. Our parents knew what we needed. Um, I've never lived in a house, nothing but the glory to God. Nothing but the glory to God. We were never cold. Not unless we just put the bright clothes on. That's the only time we was cold. We were never hungry. Not unless we decided we didn't want to eat what was cooked. Because see, in our house, you ate what they made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We never had our lights out. Not unless you was on punishment. They sent you to your room and said, you better not turn on the TV, the radio, or the lights. That was the only time the lights was out. So, growing up, our parents taught us how to respect our home and respect our parents. Our parents didn't allow us to play them one against the other. Um, my sister said this the other night, which is true. If we wanted to go someplace instead of our parents saying no, they would say, the mother would say, ask the father. The father would say, ask your mother. Then your mama said, yeah, go back and ask your daddy. Your daddy would send you back to ask your mama. You would get to go back and forth so long. You would just say, mom, dad, whoever you start 
could you just please talk and let us see it? Then they would get together and talk, and they either would come to an agreement that, yes, we should we could go, or no, we couldn't. But we had to be back home at a certain time. But if we decided we wanted to stay a little longer, they told us, but we understood. They only had to tell us this one time, call home, because if they said to be home at a certain time, they meant be home at a certain time. But I thank God that we had parents that allowed us to drive their vehicles. But see, my dad didn't just find out if we could drive. He would take us to places and pick us up, or my mom would drop us off, and he would come pick us up. But my dad decided one time he was going to act like his legs were hurting so bad that he couldn't drive. And he was a smart man because he laid down in the back of the car to see how we would act or people would act towards us and then see us our respond because they couldn't see him in the back seat. And um, he would let us drive. And one thing, we stayed close to Lake Street. That's where the Lake Street L was. And how many of you all know? If you can't drive, you don't go on Lake Street. <laughs> you don't drive in between the tracks, the poles, or outside. If you can't drive, you don't go down Lake Street. My dad would make sure. He'd say, Renee, you the oldest, so you drive. Sitting over there, and we just look at each other. And because we laugh, because we, we, we like, we've been playing driving and driving at school in the cars before we knew how to drive. We would, uh, Cecilia would always say driving is overrated. We would uh, get on Lake Street, and he would just lay there listening to see if we was going to be, ooh, you're too close to the saying summer if we was going to hit something. But once he found out we could drive, he decided, him and our mom, that they could trust us. I said that to say this. We also even um, uh, uh, knew when they let us use a car, they said be back at 1030. We couldn't wait till 1030 to leave the place. Now, how many of y'all know the party didn't start till 1030, 11? We would call and ask, can we stay a little longer? Nine out of ten, they let us. But if they said be back here by 12, we had to because we honored our parents. I am keep saying that because I want you all to understand. I'm coming to you all from Exodus 20 and 12. 20 and 12 say, Honor thy father and thy mother, and thy days may be long upon this earth. Upon, excuse me, let me start this over. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Now, when I was younger, and I read the same scripture in the Bible, it said, honor thy mother and thy father. Mm -hmm. That stays the same. But they didn't take words out. It said, and thy days shall be longer on this green earth that the Lord has given thee. When our mom taught us that scripture, she taught us that scripture knowing that we would understand that was the first promise that God had gave to children. 
honor thy mother and thy father. It is say, son, honor thy mother. Son, honor thy father. It didn't say, daughter, honor thy mother. Honor thy father. It says, honor thy mother and thy father. So that means for all the children, whether you are only child or you are, you have multiple siblings, to honor. And when you put honor in, it says that the Lord, thy God, give you long life. So growing up, we gave our parents honor. We honored them even in our mess when we was excited about being able to go out, when we was excited about driving their cars. We know that we needed to be home at a certain time. We know that we needed to be uh, parked legitly. We know that we needed to not be a party car. Don't get us wrong. We even asked our parents, can our friends ride with us if we was going out? Because everybody that knew us, that hung around us, that we decided to hang with, knew if they hung with us, we was riding. All they had to do was give up some gas money because we had to put back the gas we used because that was something our parents was letting us know it was a privilege to drive their vehicles, but we had to make sure we honored to driving their vehicles. We couldn't be driving out here reckless and all that stuff because if something happened, our parents would be held responsible. See, we didn't have the mandatory law back then for insurance. So that's a whole other story, but I'm just saying, honor thy mother and our father. Now, as we got older and we got grown, um, my sister, Apostle-elect, Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, went on to the military. Mm-hmm. And uh, the rest of everybody was gone. So I was, I stayed, I was still at home. Brother, I went back home. Once, once I got married, I went back home. When my parents got sick, I was closer. And I was pregnant with my son. And I went back home to help take care of my parents. And I remember, you know, people having this to say and people having that to say, but nobody ever realized that help was needed. You know how they say we need a village to raise children. But our mother taught us once a once an adult, twice a child. When you get to a certain place in life, you still need that village to help you out whether it's helping you out with raising up a child or helping you out with caring for an elderly parent or an elderly family member. You need help. And um, I still managed to work, take care of my house, being pregnant, and coming by taking care of my parents. And people could only see what they want to see because they have blockers, you know. Their peripheral is blocked out. They can't see everything around them. But I didn't care what people thought or people said or people saw. I knew those was my parents. I loved them and I had to honor them. My parents asked us never to put them in a senior home or a nursing home 
for retirement place, whatever you want to call it. And we promised that we would. When I believe, because I honored them, that when 2006 came and I decided I was going to be saved for real and the enemy started attacking my body, I believe because I honored my parents months apart, four months apart. My mom in April, she passed away on one of our cousins' birthday who loved my mom so much. Um, Joy Trinise, who asked my mother to be her grandma because my mom was her grandmother's sister and my auntie had passed away. She asked my mom to be her grandma. My mother really counts that as a privilege to be Nisi's grandma. And she passed away on Nisi's birthday. And then my father, he told us he didn't want to be here on this earth no more without his woman. So he left us in August. And um, I stayed with my parents up until the last day. My sister, uh, possibly, like, was uh, in another country. I think she was in this overseas for one of our parents that passed away, and she was living in a another state where she was enlisted, but she couldn't make it here. And uh, I believe my other siblings were also unavailable. But at the time when we lost our mom, I was able to go to the hospital with her. At the time we lost our dad, I was at the hospital with him, and I believe two of my older sisters, Minnie and Mary was there, and I believe my dad's sisters and brothers that were still here at that time was here from Cleveland, uh, Toledo, uh, family from California, sisters and brothers from California, and family from Detroit that came in. And I remember that I was a, there when, and I remember saying, God, I thank you, but I said all I could. I thank you that I was able to be with my parents at this time when they needed someone to be there. I I wasn't so busy. I wasn't so caught up in what I was doing. I didn't have time for my parents. Regardless of what other people may have thought or said, I had time for my parents. And even as a little kid, when I wanted to go out and kick it, ride my motorcycle, or hang out with our friends. You know what I did? I asked, are you okay? You, you know, will it be all right if I go hang out for a little while? If I could see that they were okay and, and I went through the day knowing that they was okay, I did. Or if I saw that it was, their mouth was saying one thing but their bodies were saying something else, I didn't. I mean, being grown, 20, 30, I still ask. Mm -hmm. Are you okay if I go hang out for a little while? I'm only going to be gone so long. And even if I went out, you know what I told them? 
I'm only going to be gone so long. I'll be back around such and such. And you know what I did? I came back around that time. It was not a little before. And if I was running late, I picked up the phone. We had cell phones there. I didn't have to try to pay phone or ask someone, could I use their phone at their house or business? I was able to pull my phone out and call. I'm on my way. I'm saying all that to say this. Exodus 20 and 12, I have lived to see that the promise is true. Me and Apostle Lex was talking the other night, and she said, Renee, people are always saying God said 70 plus. She said, uh-uh, they, they ain't read it right. God said 120 years. She said, I'm speaking 120 years for me and you. And I told her, you know what, I received that. I'm going to speak it too. So when I put on Facebook that they've been telling me for the last 17 plus, going to make it to my next. Matter of fact, I may, may, may not make it through the week. And I said, I heard what you say, but God, what you say is my question. See, I'm hearing what the doctors say, but God, I'm saying, what did you say? It's my question. So I'm here to tell you, as you see, God told me when I told him yes, he told me yes. I'm saying all that to tell you that no matter what, his word is true. No matter what, his promises are yea and amen. No matter what you can say is yea and nay, but when you know that you've done, when you know that you're doing what God has told you to do, you can look forward to his promise. I believe God. I trust God. Because with everything I've been through, everything the enemy has tried to throw at me, my question is, God, what do you say? Now, I'm going to give you even a recent testimony. This is Monday the 16th. I um, had told the doctor, something's going on with my hands. They, they, um, being real dry, the skin is breaking and cracking and chipping up. I said, I don't know what's going on. So the doctor told me to stop using hand sanitizer. Mm. How many of us know that as we get older, our bodies go through changes? The hand sanitizer was burning my hand, my skin. So when I talked to the doctor and he took pictures and he sat down and talked with specialists, and they looked at my hand. They gave me some cream to put on my hands, and he told me that this cream will have steroids in it and this and that. And even though um, hours passed or whatever, I'm not even for sure, I'm going to be honest, um, it got in my skin, it got in my bloodline, and I started having trouble breathing. The other night, Friday night, I jumped up. I couldn't breathe. Mm. I said, God, what's going on? I mean, I, I couldn't even talk. 
like I'm talking to you now. I said, God, what's going on? I I jumped up and I, I said, I got an oxygen machine at home. I, I need to get out my oxygen tank and put my oxygen on. So y'all know I'm not telling you no story. I'm sitting here with my children now. Mm-hmm. I said, God, what's going on? I, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. So I took a breathing treatment. I used some inhalant. I used my, oh, uh, what was it? Mm-hmm. So y'all know I'm out. I'm not playing with you. I'm not playing with you. I asked God to open me up long enough to do my ministry tonight. I said, God, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I had to run to the door. It was raining outside, but the wind was high. And I ran to the door. I didn't run, run. But I got to the door as fast as I could, and I got the door open. And I was like, help me, help me, Lord. I called out to my son and said, I said, I can't. I can't breathe, I can't breathe. I started asking God what to do. God started telling me what to do. I got the machine out, the humidifier, and I started giving myself. I got it all by me, just in case. You know, myself treatment. So I could breathe until I could talk to the doctor. And uh, I said, God, You told me I was going to make it to my birthday. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, God. I trust you, God. You told me I was going to make it to my birthday. And God started ministering to me. Exodus 20 and 12. Honor thy mother and thy father in that day shall be longer on this green earth that the Lord has given and I began to say, God, I thank you. I thank you. Because I honored my mother and my father. I honored them. And I'm looking forward to my promise. I said, God, I trust you that I'm going to see my birthday. I trust you that I'm going to make it. I'm not going to pick up no phone and Go to calling nobody and telling them pray for me and oh come on and go to the throne on my behalf. I said I'm gonna learn tonight if my prayers I really reach you, God. I didn't call my sister. I didn't call nobody. All I called them was the name of the Lord. I said God, I'm gonna find out tonight if. You hear my prayer. Of course, I repented, as I always do, because I don't want to go to the throne with dirty hands. I don't want to go to the throne with a dirty heart. I said, God, I need you today. I need you right now. I need right now. I need your mercy and I need your grace. God, I need to know that I know that I know that you hear my prayer. God, you said if one could put a thousand. If one could put a thousand. I said, God, I'm coming before you on tonight, morning. Saying, I need you, I need you. 
And as I took the treatment, and God told me to tell them to pat the back, pat the back, pat the back. I said, pat me in the back. I was moving around so they wouldn't know where to pat me while I was taking the treatment. I could feel my body starting to relax. I could feel my lungs starting to open up. I could feel my voice coming up and, and everything that was going on. The first thing came out of my mouth was, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And the more I said it, the stronger I got. The more I said it, the stronger I got. The more I said it, the more I cleared up, the more I opened up. I said, God, I thank you. And all I've been doing is just concentrating on and talking to God about Exodus 20 and 12. Your word said, if you honor thy mother and thy father, he didn't say as long as they was living, you would have long life. He said, if you honor thy mother and thy father, hmm, I'm going to read that again so y'all will get this. Exodus 20 and 12, the book after Genesis. Honor thy, fa- honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. See, some of y'all think that 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 was just something to be put there. No, that's a promise. That's a promise. Uh, see, the enemy don't want me to finish this because he just tried to interrupt the broadcast on Facebook. But I just want you all to know my greatest love story is the one I can tell you about Jesus. It's Father God and the Holy Spirit. I can tell you that about Genesis to Revelation. That's the greatest love story I can tell you about. But the second greatest love story I can tell you about is the Jesus that's living in me. That when I put his word in me, and my heart, where my mind can meditate on, where my spirit receives it, I can tell you that's my living love story. Jesus in me loves Jesus in you. I want you all to understand the best thing happened to me was that God heard here and bringing my prayers for. I thank God that I know that he hears my prayers. Baby, I knew he heard my prayers before. But see, before I was able to get somebody to touch and agree with uh, y'all, y'all, I think y'all missed that. Before I was able to get somebody to touch and agree with me. But see, this time around, I had to go on my own and believe it. Uh, 
I had to believe that God heard my prayer without having someone touch it and agree with me. So don't don't take this and try to twist it around and dissect it. No, that ain't what I'm saying. See, when you know that you know that you know that God hears your prayer, you see things a lot different. You go about them a lot different. I thank God that I know that he hears my prayer. So tonight, if you didn't get anything out of this, get this, Exodus 20 and 20. Honor thy father and thy mother. Honor them. Honor thy father and thy mother. Thy days shall be long on this earth that the Lord has given thee. Land, however you want to say it. Honor. Give honor where it's due. And I believe. Stop looking at what your mom and your dad did, didn't do, said, didn't say. Go to the throne together and ask God to touch their heart, to touch your heart. Where the parent would say to you, they apologize. And that you can accept it. You go to the parent and tell the parent, you apologize. Repent, both of you all. All you are, repent first. Take it to God. Repent. Ask God to put you all in a position that you can talk. Let the dead bury the dead. Let that dead attitude, dead spirit, dead whatever it is that's going on, let it stay back there and move forward in the Lord and just do what God has told you to do. So I'm going to end that right there with telling you about the two greatest love stories, the one that I heard about about Jesus Christ and the one that I'm living with Jesus Christ in my life. I thank God for that. Um, I thank you all for listening in. The lines are open on blog talk. If anyone would have like to have something to say on the night, please do so at this time. The lines are open. Amen. Amen. And Mr. Celia, thank you for the word on tonight. Um, I just wanted to say that I thank God for um, him reminding us the importance of honoring our parents and honoring, I will even say our leadership, because our leadership is a type of parent because they watch for our souls, and that's a whole other message. But I wanted to say one of the things that many don't understand about me uh, is that even in my parents, as Minister Sylvia was saying, when they were here, um, we honored them. And even in their death, their transition, they're going on, the memorial that we have towards our parents is that we still honor them. And so because of that, sometimes when people try to bring up things where your parents did this or your parents did that or they did do this and they didn't do that, I reject it. And when I reject it, it's because I'm not responsible for what my parents did or did not do. They took that stuff to Jesus. And he buried it in the sea of forgetfulness. 
And now if you didn't have, as they would say, the audacity or the strength or the courage to bring it up while they were alive, I honor them. So don't bring it up while they're gone. So when I say I honor my parents, I really mean it. So it's not that I'm rejecting you, but I'm rejecting that spirit of the accuser that's from the devil because I honor my parents and even the memorial, the memory of them, I honor that. So just thank you so much, woman of God. Thank you so much for those words of extra encouragement. Is there anyone else at this time who would like to have any words? Well, we thank God for those that looked in on Facebook. We thank God for those that are listening in on Blog Talk. We are so happy to be able to tell you all about the goodness of the Lord, to remind you that we have a chance to always give honor. As the woman of God said, to not just honor, some don't have physical parents. Some may just have the parents in the church, in leadership. Um, They may just have parents that uh, they adopted as well as their parents adopted them. So either way, go however you want to look at it. Honor that. Honor that God puts you on someone's heart and God puts someone on your heart. We want to tell you that this ministry is standing on Matthew 3, I'm sorry, 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. We want you all to know that we love you with the love of the Lord. There's nothing you can do about it. We keep on telling you every week, trust God. Get a personal relationship with God so that if and when you get in a situation like this or anything else, you know that God will hear your prayers. Repent daily. There's nothing wrong with that. You breathe daily. Repent daily. Something we said, did, aware, not aware of. We didn't did something that God was not happy with. But we're going to make sure we keep a relationship with God in every form of fashion. That we're going to make sure that we know that God, that Lord, our God loves us. So, if you would love to, you can come back Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time to have service with me on Facebook Live for Wisdom Wednesday. It is still a part of Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron, but it's just Facebook only. We would also um, be here Friday night at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Smile 3E, Iron Shopping Iron, on Facebook Live as well as Blog Talk. And we will be here Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with our very own apostle elect. Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, which will be sharing with us the word of God that he has shared with us 
who are, excuse me, <coughs> share this uh, ministry with you all. The enemy of our soul is on his job. People, we got to get on ours. We, we have to get on ours. We have to make sure we have a relationship with God. We can say, God, what do you say? What do you say, Lord? So if you're looking for a prayer line, you can call Pastor Linda Handy's prayer line, 605-313-4818, Her access code is 647-147. That's 647-147. Sister Carmen has a prayer line with 605 313 